This is the School of Purpose podcast, episode number two, with the oh-so-inspiring and awesome Maven, Myra Shaw. Let's get this party started. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the School of Purpose podcast. This is Markeith Brayton, professional speaker, peak performance coach, and the creator and host of the School of Purpose podcast. We believe here on the School of Purpose podcast, success only comes to those who are on purpose and intentional about creating the success they want. It is my personal mission to help you uncover the things you can't see that are holding you back so you can be more, achieve more, and get the results you desire in your life, career, and business. We have an awesome guest for you this week on the School of Purpose podcast. This is our second show that we have for our brand new brand called the School of Purpose. My guest today is Myra Shaw. Myra Shaw is a speaker, corporate business professional, entrepreneur, and consultant who has made it her business to not only help you find your purpose, but to also help you find the formula that makes having it all possible for you with balance. Myra helps you assess where you are, determine where you want to be, and guide you in leveraging the tools you have at your fingertips. In addition to her many volunteer efforts, Myra continues to expand her entrepreneurial portfolio by establishing numerous business networks that range from nonprofit organizations to small business. Myra was named one of the elite to be included in Who's Who in Black Houston 2013 and was the 2013 Programming Committee co-chair for the National Black MBA Association. As usual, we always have a theme for our show. And today's theme I got from Myra's website, and that is don't just be busy, be intentional. And our quote for today's podcast is from myself. Every day you have to be intentional and rise above your circumstances to see what promises lie ahead for you. So without any further delay, let us now welcome Myra Shaw to the School of Purpose podcast. Welcome, Myra. Thank you. My pleasure to be with you. I'm so excited that you have decided to join us on today, you know, and you are my very first guest on the new branded The School of Purpose podcast. Excellent. I love it. I love it. I love that you we share a very common word. We use intentional, intentional a lot. I see that right. all over your material. Yeah. Yeah, that's one great. of my favorite words. 
intentional. Well, Myra, I just introduced you and gave a brief description of who you were and what you do. But why don't you take us a little bit deeper into who is Myra Shaw and how do you show up in the world each and every day? Well, I am a wife and mother of four young adults, believe it or not. My husband and I have a blended family. So we have some college age students um, all making their way through. Um, I've recently uh, become a full time entrepreneur over the last year and a half. I leave a 25 year corporate oil and gas career. I was a 15 year natural gas trader, which there's um I was one of the few African-American women to do that in the nation. So um, I really, really enjoyed that. The biggest thing, you know, when I started becoming a full-time entrepreneur, I thought that career would completely end. I'd leave all skill sets and then I'd start something completely new. The biggest um, skill set that I took from corporate that I now fully incorporate into my business is execution. I executed all day as a trade. That was my job. And so what I move and do now is I move women from stuck to execution. From stuck that is to execution. From stuck to execution. That is awesome. From stuck to execution. I don't know about many of you who are listening today, but there are times when we get stuck and we're not very active in executing the things that we know we need to. And so Myra said that she helps women get unstuck or to move mm-hmm. from stuck to execution. Right. Awesome. And we call that action, BAM. It stands for bust a move in the Maven Nation. That's where the BAM <laughs> comes from. Awesome. Beach action. got to get moving. BAM. Bust bam. a move. Bust a move. Well, we're getting ready to bust a move real quick and get into our podcast. Myra, every guest that I have, I always ask this question, and you will be no different. And I want to know, how do you define purpose, and what does it mean to you to succeed and lead on purpose? Um, Purpose for me is what I call living your truth. Um, That's what I always talk to my clients and the ladies that follow me in the Maven Nation. We call purpose living your truth. And we all have a truth or purpose to live. Everyone has it. And success to me personally means delivering that truth to the world. And I say the world, but whatever my world is, if that's 50 women or 5,000 women or 5 million women, whatever my truth is, delivering that to success because I'm doing what I was then born to deliver. That is success for me. Awesome. 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 And so when we talk about leading and succeeding on purpose, what -hmm. does that mean to you? Leading on purpose is really, we go back to the intentional word. It does not just happen accidentally and you you stumble into it, it requires, I call it excavation. There's some things you've got to dig out that we've learned from childhood Mm -hmm. that just don't serve us anymore. Doesn't mean that our parents didn't do right or, or whatever it was. There are just some things that we have to excavate um, and plant new things and allow new things to grow. We have to be very intentional about what we need to be able to live out that purpose. Um, Even the people in our lives. I have a Maven quote that says everybody can't go. That doesn't mean 
um, that's bad for that person. You know, one of the things I learned in corporate America as a manager is some people want to be told what to do. Some people are followers, some are leaders. That's how the world works. And so what happens when we become entrepreneurs, we want everybody that's with us right now to go with us and stay with us and and just keep pushing us. Well, everybody's not ready to go with the level you're going and the pace you're going. And so that's one of those things that you have to really get clear. Um, I say to women frequently that this is not a group purpose. There will be people to support you, but the vision that you have, the dream that you need to deliver was given to you. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to breathe life into that. You, If someone else doesn't want to go, that does not allow you to be off the hook to deliver. You have to keep going. You have to deliver and you have to keep going. As we continue this conversation on purpose, how has purpose played a role in your career, your former career, and now your business? You know, Marquis, five years ago, six years ago, I wasn't even thinking about being an entrepreneur, wasn't even on my radar. But as our children started to get older and they started driving and getting cars, I'm like, okay, so what am I supposed to do with all this free time that I'm going to have? And, you know, I enjoy shopping, but really, there's only so much of that that I can do. And so I really started to ask the questions of myself. What am I here to do? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? And so in my corporate career, I was always naturally a leader, uh, leading people. Even when I wasn't, quote, unquote, a manager, I was still leading. And when I started this particular business, it was simply to get women together to connect them to a resource or um, a person connection that they needed. Simply that was it. I did not start with the thought well, I'm going to turn this into a business. And the happy hour that I started grew into a networking event, which grew into a workshop, which is now a full-fledged coaching, speaking, um, and personal development business. And when I look back over my journey, I realized that all of those things that I went through in corporate and learned were preparing me for this moment. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have skipped anything. You know, we look back and we think, man, that was a tough season or I hated that. But all of those lessons evolve into what we need for the purpose in which we need to deliver everything. Everything. We often don't believe it when we're in the season, the tough season. You're like this. This is not good. I'm not enjoying this. When is this over? But really, when you look back, you realize all of those things, your corporate career, Um, You've been a corporate professional as well. Mm -hmm. All of those things have prepared us to deliver the purpose that we were born to deliver. We needed all of it, even the dark seasons and the isolation seasons and the things we just simply did not understand. All climaxed for us to be in this moment and have what we needed. Awesome, awesome, awesome. As we shift slightly from the word purpose to the Mm -hmm. word success, we hear that word success quite often. And I think many times we misconstrue the meaning of what true success is. And so I want to hear you define success. What is success or how do you define 
success? I think for me, you know, I think the older we get, the wiser we do get. Um, so I believe now for me, success is making sure that I have a happy family and they are growing, you know, along their path because they also have a purpose to deliver. And I'm part of helping them figure that out. So making sure that they are on a path to deliver and figure out what their purpose is and also keeping the balance. For me, success, a lot of it means balance. I talk about balance a ton with women. That's one of the major topics that I talk about because it's it's a bit more difficult, I think, for women because we are givers. We say yes, 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 yes. And so success has to have a big portion of balance mm-hmm. so that I can be a good wife and a good mother and a good business owner. Right. All that requires balance. I've got to incorporate my spiritual growth and meditation time and time just for me to quiet. All of those things together for me at this point in my life, that means success for me. And that doesn't mean I get it right every day, but really trying to keep that balance between family and being a wife and being a business owner, Um, you know, because if you're not careful as an entrepreneur, you will just spend it all. All your energy, all your time from sunup to sundown. But I truly believe that the success God wants to have can be achieved with balance. I say it over and over. I don't believe that we have to be running around like crazy people to obtain success. It can be done with balance. And so for me, success really hinges a lot on balance in my life, knowing that I'm sharing my pie as I should in my life and I'm not all engrossed in my business and then, you know, no time with my family or my husband or even my friends. Those things are still important to me. So success for me, um, the word balance is wrapped all around that. Success is balance. You know, I have adopted uh, the definition of success from Dr. Cindy Trim, and I Uh like it because it really hits on why I do what I do. And she says that success truly is the fulfillment of purpose. Mm -hmm. And the key to success is Mm self-mastery. And when I saw that definition, I was like, that's true success, the fulfillment of purpose. But the way that we get to that place is through mastering ourselves, mastering our habits, Mm -hmm. mastering the things that we do, being more intentional about Mm -hmm. getting to the places that we want to get to. And so that is another staple question for this particular podcast is how do you define success? How do you define success? Now let's move on just a little bit further into some nuts and bolts or greater detail because many times people look from the outside in and say they Mm -hmm. look successful or they have it all together or, you know, they Mm -hmm. seem to have things working out in their favor. So what's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in following your passion in being on purpose? Wow. Uh, For me, the biggest obstacle was really trusting the process, Mm. trusting the process. You know, when we're in corporate, um, there's a check that shows up every other week. 
and you get a lot of comfort from that. Okay. And so when you move into the entrepreneur space, the biggest obstacle was I want to see it. I want to put it on my calendar. I want to color code it. I want it all on what I'm supposed to do. Ten steps ahead. You come from corporate and you make a plan for the year. You're looking three years out, five years out. That's what we did in the trading world. And so you, you're used to forecasting and projecting. And that, that was part of what you did. And when I had to shift from that mode to full-time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. my biggest obstacle was simply trusting the process. And that when we say that God is our shepherd, that we really at some point must believe it. Right. It's a different belief um, when you when you know that income is just going to roll in. You know, you got sick time, vacation time, all kinds of things. But when you have to truly trust it, stretching that faith, you know, um, I thought I had faith. But when when all those comforts are removed, you realize that stretching that faith becomes critical. And it it was a challenge for me. I was uncomfortable and I just kept talking to God about, well, can you just show me? Like, why can't you just show me what the next three steps are? Like, this is not that difficult. And that becomes the part of, so are you going to trust me and allow me to do this or do you want to control it? Mm -hmm. And that caused me some angst for a while. I mean, I cried and it was just like, I felt like I was pleading. Please just show me the next three steps and then I'll do them. Um, So really learning to trust the process and to stretch your faith to really believe that all of this is going to work out and I'm going to be okay. Whether there's the comfort of having that check solidly roll in every other week or not, this is my new process and I've got to trust that this is going to be okay. Wow, wow, wow. Trusting the process. Because we mm-hmm. all have to go through the process. In order for us to get from point A to point B, it requires going through a process. I like to use this quote a lot of times. The only difference between a tree and a dollar bill is the process. Yeah, very, very true. And I often tell my clients, you cannot skip the work. No. The work along the journey, that's the part that's the tough part. And mm-hmm. I say, you can't skip it. If I listen, I tried. I tried to figure out how to skip it, how to go around that, make a detour. It does not happen. And so everyone has that process they have to go through to figure out what that means for them. And it is. I tell the ladies, this is going to be some of the darkest times. It's going to be some heavy. It's going to make you cry and it's going to make you get still and get quiet. But, man, there is such an amazing peace and hearing you begin to hear what you're what the step is you're, you're begging for the answer but you can't hear it unless you're doing the work to listen for it listen listen listen, listen. listen. Mm-hmm. so as you have trusted the process can you give us the top three lessons learned or the top three principles that you've gained over the years in trusting the process Um, The first one would be to really know it all works out for Mm -hmm. your good. 
just don't get so work. You know, when I feel like I'm getting all stressed out and trying to figure it out myself, I have something I, I tell um, ladies, know what your major obstacle is mentally and already have the positive opposite ready to replace it. Don't wait till you're in the valley to figure it out. So my number one thing was when I start getting all stressed and worked out, worked up about what the next step is, I remind myself I've already had previous victories. So mm-hmm. understanding you've already had some previous victories. This is not your first rodeo. You are going to be okay. And I simply tell myself that, Myra, you've been down this road before. You are going to be okay. It's simply walking myself through you're safe to be in this place. So that would be the first one is really to just talk to yourself. You don't always have a coach that you can dial or a friend you can text. When do you think, how do you encourage yourself? Um, The other thing that I learned was, you know, every day is not sunshine and roses. And I don't stress myself out about if I'm having a tough day. We ride that on. I often say, be gentle with yourself. Every day you're not going to get it right. Every day is not going to be just so. But if we are gentle with ourselves, that gives us permission to cool out today. Today is just rough and it's not going right. Cool out. I'm good to just take a day and do nothing. I get off my laptop. I get off my devices and just breathe. Simply breathe. The last one would be that you must have people in your personal network that can support you. Um, And that is encouragement. That is being able to say, I've done these two steps and I'm completely lost as to what to do next. You need to have access to people that can keep moving you forward. That's how you get from unstuck. Because our human nature says, when we get to an obstacle, freeze. Don't worry about it. Just stay right here and you'll be safe. But the journey, keep moving forward. So that would be the third thing. That personal network is invaluable for the people that you're connected to that can keep moving you forward, that can keep encouraging you. They can even tell you, girl, you are going off the rail. Come back. Come back to center. We need all of those people in our lives because the entrepreneur journey for sure cannot be done alone. You're not an island. It just won't work that way. So that was really a big principle I had to learn was you're not an island. Build the proper network so that when you need it, um, it's there. And then just a subcategory of that, invest in your personal network before you need to make a withdrawal. Um, Don't meet someone be like, oh, can you help me with, you know, you just start rattling off the things you need. Build a relationship with people. What I found is people that are ahead of the road, ahead of me, are very happy to assist when you have invested in a relationship with them. They're happy to help you or give you some advice or make a connection for you. But you've got to do the work to invest in the relationship. So when you need to make a withdrawal, they're like, sure, absolutely. I got that. I can help you with that. Three principles, three principles. And I think those are three great principles to be able to apply and to think about as you are moving in your transition, as you are wanting to climb the corporate ladder, as you are wanting to better your life, as you are 
wanting to uh, launch out and start your own business. Myra just gave some great principles, some lessons learned from her biggest obstacle. So now let's turn into helping people who really are ready to move into this place of intentionality, move into this place of achieving more for themselves, whether it be their life, their business, or their career. Mm-hmm. Where do I start if I know I'm not living in my purpose and doing work I'm truly passionate about? Where do I start? I always tell people to start by getting quiet. We look for um, the burning bush or the flame plane drive flying by with the answer. You're not going to get it that way. We, our world is so busy. We get so much noise and information thrown at us every day. The first thing I tell people is you've got, and it's not um, that the time is just going to naturally happen. You have got to be intentional about carving out and creating time to get still, to listen. Listen, our purpose is given to us from God. So who better to tell us what it's about than him? We look for the answer in so many other places. We get frustrated. Um, But really getting still, that's the first thing to hear what your next step should be, who the person is that you should connect with to help you unfold that journey. That part of your life is very important, very important. So the first step is to carve out time to get quiet and listen. We ask a lot of questions, but we don't get still to hear the answer. So hearing the answer is most important. We ask a lot of questions, but we don't get still to hear the answer. Mm -hmm. That is very, Mm -hmm. very good. And that builds on the frustration that people have um, because they want to know right now. Well, when you have to get quiet, that requires patience. Mm -hmm. That requires you to listen and to be intentional about it. So the frustration will be there. I tell people when you start embarking on really uncovering what your purpose is about, you will be frustrated because we want it quickly mm-hmm. and we have to learn the process of listening and getting still and getting quiet so that you tr- truly hear and move in the direction that you need to go. You know, and I am of the mindset that knowing our purpose is really not as difficult as we make it. Right. Right. If we really pay attention to the things that we're naturally good at, if we really pay attention to the things that we are drawn to and that excites Mm -hmm. us and that uh, we find ourselves doing on a regular basis, it really begins to speak to what your purpose is. But I think that we expect it to be some grandiose, grand, big old thing that when we look at what we believe our purpose Mm -hmm. is, we say, oh, no, that's not it. That's not big enough. That's not grand enough. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that that very thing that you continuously overlook, that very thing mm-hmm. that you continuously not give your credit, yourself credit for, that very thing that you continuously tell yourself that is so my is too minute, mm-hmm. most likely is your your purpose. Purpose. Wow. Agreed. Yeah. It's 
Um, that's why I often say to women, it, it's not going to be a, a bright burning bush. It's not going to be something like that. Um, it's the thing that you enjoy. I believe that our purpose is something we enjoy. Why would God give us something we don't enjoy that doesn't go together? It's something you enjoy and it's something you naturally are gifted at. Doesn't mean you don't have to develop your skill sets and, and do all of those things. But I think we feel like it's difficult, like you said, because we just overlook it. It's plainly in front of us oftentimes, but we're looking all around it. And we, I think just the world of social media makes us believe that it has to be this big grand thing that we need millions of followers and we need all of these people and we need all of this stuff and we got to be on television. And listen, that's not everyone's purpose. That is not everyone's purpose. If your purpose is to get 10 senior citizens in your community to the doctor once a month, that's your thing. That's where you are well equipped and capable to do. It's not the other stuff. Um, that's why we often see people launching out, doing things that they fail extremely horribly at. It's not their thing. It's the popular thing. It's the thing that everything about right now. But if that's not your gift, it's not going to serve you well. You're not going to be successful at that. Right, right. What is your number one ritual or practice that helps you stay focused, intentional, and in alignment with your purpose? Uh, mine is going back to that quiet time. Um, quiet time. I try to make sure every morning that I'm making space for meditation and prayer. Um, again, that is where I hear. If I'm asking what do I do next or what's the next step or is this person the right client for me or is this the right type of contract for me? If I'm asking that, I've got to make time to hear the answer because um, we know that some of those misguided steps, you know, we get into self and we get into ego. Oh, this is going to look good or I'm going to look awesome with this. When if that's not the thing for you, that can be tragic for your business or for, you know, whatever you're building. So that brings me back to center just to get quiet. And I, it's funny, Markeith, when I started, I could only sit and be quiet, be still for about five minutes. Like I was ready to move. I've built up now and I often tell people, listen, if you've got to start with 60 seconds, that is fine. You will start to build up on that. But really what keeps me focused, aligned and intentional about what I'm supposed to do is making sure that I'm making space for meditation time and prayer time, whatever I need to do in that quiet time to get myself back to center and realize that is not my sufficiency that is going to get any of this done. I don't have the abilities to pull off some of this stuff, but if I can hear what I need to do, then it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. Get quiet, meditate, Gain some clarity mm -hmm. so that you can move forward. For the person yes. who is a career professional and has the desire to start their own business, what are some first steps mm -hmm. you would recommend to them as a career professional, but yet they have these ideas or this passion to start their own business? What are some first steps? Um, I would say that your first step is to really connect with someone that can help you gain some clarity around what you really want to do. 
the best time to gain that clarity and build some of the foundational things you need is why you still have a corporate job. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Like people kind of knock that sometimes. Like I'm just going to quit my corporate job and go start this business. I'm going to advise you not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> have a plan. Have, have a plan. A, um, I did the dual career for four years. I was a full-time corporate professional and entrepreneur for four years. Yes, that requires some extra of you and you get less sleep and all of those things. But what that allowed me to do was take my time to really get clarity about what I needed to do, what I needed to build out, websites, um, content, all those different things will cost you money. It's much better to have that plan while you're still a corporate professional. So if you're corporate, you have this burning desire to become an entrepreneur, start now while you still have a job. Gain the clarity, figure out what you need to do and build it now. So when the time comes, because it will come, that you have to make a decision, um, you'll be prepared for that. You will be prepared for that. My um, When I got my special customized pink slip from corporate America, I was much more prepared because I had a business built for four years to step into that than to get a notification about a pink slip and then go, oh, my God. What am I supposed to do now? It's a much different process, much different feeling. And you're much more empowered to move down the road than to have to be so stressed about how am I going to pay for this and that? Well, you've done a lot of that already. So if you have that desire and you still have a corporate job, start now. Don't wait until the corporate job is completely over. Start now. That's the biggest thing. And the second thing would be save your money. Keep saving. Save more of it. You think you have enough? Save more money. Um, as an entrepreneur, things cost money. Right. You know, every time you need to build something, create something, it's going to cost you something. So, if you think you've saved enough, save some more. Keep saving your money. Save your money, and the best time to grow your business, start your business, is while you have that job. Yes, start now. Start now. Yes. So we're going to move into our School of Purpose lightning round where we just shoot off some questions. You give us uh, one answer to each question to help us kind of get into some ideas of resources that you think are important to have that might be uh, beneficial to those who are listening to today's podcast. Okay. So what's one online resource, tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity and focus? Um, there's this book, and I, and I actually put it on my desk. I'm going to show you a copy of it. Um, can you see that? Okay. The Dotcom Secret. I'll show you the bottom so you can see the author. All right. This book, you'll see I have all kind of sticky notes and all kind of stuff on that. This book gives you... Um, All the tools you need for creating, um, not necessarily just a website, but when you gain someone's email address, how are you going to connect with them? What are you going to feed them? What are you going to give them? How are you going to stay connected? That book walks you through it step by step. It's not written in a language where you need to be a computer techie to figure it out. It's very simple. It gives examples. Um, That book, I keep almost just like a business Bible. It stays on my desk. When I feel like there's a different way I need to reach a different market of people that are in an email list, 
I go back to that resource that has been invaluable. Mm-hmm. So you you may have already answered uh, the next question, and that is what book or books have had the biggest impact on you? That that book for sure. Um, there's another book called Rework, Rework, and it Rework it gives the science of simplicity for entrepreneurs. You sometimes feel like I'm starting the business and I need all of these things, do this and have that and buy this. And, you know, like you're a Coca-Cola or something mm-hmm. that has a corporation. That book really walks you through just the mindset of simplicity is okay. Um, it talks about it really takes less time to turn a small ship than it does to turn a really big ship. So staying flexible, staying nimble, that book really, after I read it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And it's okay to be flexible and grow this so fast that I need to employ 50 people and do all this other stuff that we feel this pressure to do. So Rework um, is a really great book that I, that I still kind of reference back. And I share that with people all the time as a great book. Great book. Rework. Rework. What's one conference you think everyone should attend? Oh, wow. One conference. Um, for me, I would say any type of business conference, uh, you know, entrepreneur base, mm-hmm. some type of conference where you are gaining knowledge from folks that are already further down the road than you are. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in that infancy stage and just starting, there's so many mistakes that can be made. There's so much money that can be wasted. Um, so really a business conference, because you will wind up connecting with people um, that can help you really avoid a lot of pitfalls. Okay. Because you just don't know some stuff. You know, if you've been in corporate forever and now you're starting a business, there are just some things you don't know. So I would say a really solid business conference that you can go to to really gain information about what are the things that you really, really need and what can be um, what you can put off until later, until you grow more or gain more income. Um, Because when you start out, you just feel like you need everything and everybody's telling you you need everything. So really going to a solid business conference and not everything. everything. Yeah. Um, A solid business conference and connecting with people at that conference that are further down the road than you are. Build those connections. Build those connections and identify people who are doing Mm -hmm. what you want to do. Exactly. Doing it in a very efficient, successful way. Right. If you had a million dollars to use to build your business. What is one thing you would do immediately or one thing you would invest in immediately? One thing that I would invest in immediately, I would say really creating programs at a high, a scalable way. Um, What I mean by that is when you when we start a business, we are often very focused and we set it up at what we can handle alone. I can do this by myself. I can handle five clients. I can write one book. Um, but if you had the, the the resources, the financial resources, you would not think in that small box. You would think in a much broader and scalable way. How can I not touch 
50 women, but 5,000 women. How can I touch women in Africa and also America? That money allows your brain, your mind to simply expand um, to what what you could do outside of what you have in your bank account. Our purpose is not tied to our financial resource, our limited financial resource. It's much bigger than that. So if I had that million dollars, I would immediately create a business scalable at that level. Wow. Wow. What is your number one favorite thing to do with your spare time? Uh, I'm, I love to lay by the pool. Okay. Just listen to music and lay by the pool. Um, don't read any emails. Don't, you know, if it's a fun text, yeah, I can hang out with a girlfriend via text. But to simply, I enjoy water. So to just lay by the pool and just relax, just do nothing. Just yes. simply lay there. Yeah, lay it's my favorite thing to do. And relax. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Before being an entrepreneur, my favorite thing would probably do to be shopping, okay. to be moving. Mm-hmm. And as an entrepreneur, you know, we're always moving. Even if you're not moving, your brain is moving. So to get into a space where I can just lay there, relax, enjoy the weather, have a nice drink, um, just relax. I mean, that becomes priceless at this point. Moments where you can simply relax. That's key. Wow. So we're winding up today's podcast. You've given us some great nuggets, some things to think about, some things to implement, some things to um, really take with us into our lives, careers, and business. Tell us one thing you have going on in your business right now that you're really excited about. Wow, this this is, I feel like I have lost good sleep over the last several months for this. I will be launching Um, In February, we'll start the marketing campaign in October, a business and leadership incubator for women. Sorry, guys. You know, somebody else is for you guys. Um, But this will be a six month program that will really give women the foundation pillars of business, your business and banking, how to create a solid brand, um, creating products and services that sell. It does us no good to create things that don't sell. You know, if your audience needs an apple and you build an orange, does us no good. So there is about six pillars for phase one that we're going to walk women through. Um, It'll be myself and a team of coaches. Um, One of those things will be salary and wage negotiation. As an entrepreneur, if you cannot negotiate your money and what you really deserve, nobody's going to just give it to you. And so that will be one of the things we will focus on as well. So this business and leadership incubator, um, I'm super, super excited about getting that launched early next year. Um, And like I said, we'll start the campaign, the marketing in October, but we will be targeting 100 women for that. And then they will be broken up into tribes of 10, as we're calling it a tribe. So everyone will have their peer accountability group um, and move through the program. And then at the end of the six months, you will be able to do a pitch from the stage to potentially get funding from angel investors or banks, as well as one of the things we'll be talking to women throughout the program is collaboration. Don't feel like you have to do everything by yourself. If you have a weakness and someone has that strength, why not collaborate and put that together? 
So the pitch will encourage women to be able to help get funding as well as create collaborations from other women um, that will be a part of the program as well as in the in the audience um, to continue to build their business scalable. The focus of this incubator is to create profitable and scalable businesses for women. So I'm super, super excited about that. Wow, that's going to be great, I'm sure. Tell the listening audience where we can find you online, website, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, my website is Myra Shaw, and that's M-I-A-R-A, Shaw, S-H-A-W dot com. I'm on Facebook and Twitter at Myra Shaw, and I'm on Instagram as Maven Myra. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Myra Shaw. So you'll pretty much find me on all the social media platforms as Myra Shaw. Um, except Instagram. I'm Maven Myra on that platform. Thank you for sharing. So Myra Shaw for most of the social media platforms, but on Instagram, Maven Myra. Correct? Yes. Maven Yes. So as we close and come to the end of the School of Purpose podcast, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone who is off purpose but ready to shift into being more on purpose and intentional in their life, business, and career? Um, I would say I have a quote that says, you are CPR. That stands for capable, prepared, and ready. Mm. You might not have it all figured out. You might not know what the next 10 steps are, but that's okay. Everything that you have been through in your journey has you capable, prepared, and ready to figure out what your purpose is about and to start breathing life into it. Capable, prepared, and ready. I might have to take that uh, for Friday's speaking engagement. (laughs) All right, CPR. CPR, capable, prepared, and ready. Thank you so much, Mario, for joining us on the School of Purpose podcast. This has been a great opportunity. We have come to an end of another awesome, awesome podcast show. I want to thank Myra for joining me on today. Remember, you can reach out to her by visiting her website, myrashaw.com, or on social media platforms at Myra Shaw on Instagram, Maven Myra. I want to thank you, listening audience, for joining us for the second episode of the School of Purpose podcast. If you are ready to live more greatly inside your purpose and be more intentional about creating greater success, sign up today for your complimentary consultation with me, your professor, yourpurposeprofessor.com, or you can go to markeithbrayton.com. That's Markeith, M-A-R-K-E-I-T-H, Braden, B-R-A-D-E-N.com. And yes, I did create a brand new URL so that it would make it easy for you to get to me. And that's yourpurposeprofessor.com. Also, I have created a brand new private Facebook group called The School of Purpose. Join us as a member by going to www.purposeprofessor.com schoolofpurpose.net that's www.schoolofpurpose.net join us in that private Facebook group where you will receive tools and resources that will help you achieve more, be more intentional and really get more in alignment with what your purpose is today's podcast can be accessed 
both in iTunes and in Stitcher. Additionally, you can subscribe to the School of Purpose podcast right on your smartphone podcast app. If you have iTunes account, please leave us a review for today's show. I'm sure Myra would want to hear what you thought of the interview. I so appreciate your support, and I appreciate you just listening to us each and every week. I recently looked on the statistics of Lipson, which is the host for the podcast, and we are being listened to in 33 different countries. 33 different countries. So I am so appreciative of your support. Remember this as you prepare to uh, get your day started or whenever you're listening to this podcast. No more sitting on the sidelines of life. Get in the game and live your dreams. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day and know that you matter and you count. So now make it happen.